0: It's finally here. It's finally time for episode 1 of The Academy. A Adi- D and Uh, d20 modern actual play podcast i am your game master riku and i will be going by riku in the sense of this game since there is another chris here and that will just get confusing so yes welcome everybody to the world of the academy this is going to be a fun game i am so excited to play with this group of people Uh, and your, I hope you'll all enjoy the shenanigans that will soon, very soon, ensue. But this game isn't anything without the players. This game wouldn't exist without the players. So now that we have all seven of our players here at once, some of them meeting for the first time, let's uh, get to know them and remind ourselves who they'll be playing.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Echo. You'll know me from other five tribe productions if they are all combined, but probably not. They there are seven of us. There are seven actual plays at the current moment. We have Friday Night Fights Academy Heckna, in Knights of Paintown, that is where you'll find me. But those are four of them. The other ones are Futusato, Deep Water, I believe, and what is the last one to get called the deep Call of the deep? I'm, I feel like I did you count where... us? Did you count us? I said the Academy. OK,
2: the
3: last one is going to be Red Harvest. The Deadlands No Game. Like, there that's you go. the one
0: I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were actually just chatting earlier today of how this whole thing started with Mikey coming up with just like one game and then decided to split the group into two groups. And now he has seven, pod, seven games going on and three podcasts and who knows what other should I'm is already planning it. for season two. It's great. <laughs> I never I
4: mad mad mad. Mad. This, this is, is crazy. crazy. I am proudly uh, I'm a dick in one of these games.
0: Saw, yeah. I so the yeah, Butler. Echo, keep going with where folks can find you and who you're
1: playing. They can find me Somewhat on TikTok at Albert the Albear. That's mostly it. But I it will be playing Liz slash Alex, the uh, Changeling Bard. With quote-unquote personality disorder. <laughs> Split personality disorder.
3: Hello, everyone. Obviously, you've heard my dulcet tones way too much before at this point. But my name is Mikey. I am the owner of d d Vibe Tribe Productions, even though this is just a Discord
0: server, but who cares? As Echo I, mentioned, I, I, oh no, I am going to ma- say, I, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I consider you the executive producer of all of this. <laughs> I'm everything. I'm, it's the just,
1: tel- I'm the tell agent.
0: Oh
3: my goodness. But yes, as Echo mentioned, I am the mad lad that has decided to throw on seven actual play podcasts two of my own regular podcasts and one adjunct podcast run by one of our other players but i will let him do all that since it is his baby but you can find me on all of my personal socials at pop culture geek on tiktok instagram and twitter you can also follow us at DD vibe tribe production on those same social media sites to stay up to date with all the upcoming projects that we have going on And release week is finally here at the time of this recording, so there are way too many games for you to go and binge listen. Give them a try or at least give one a try because they're all great and my players are amazing through all of it, but yes. And for once, this is the first game for this round of a season that I'm not actually going to be running it. I get to be (laughs) a player and that is going to be amazing. And I get the awesome privilege to play Ramon Oseguera, he is a human path of the totem barbarian. So never played a barbarian, but I cannot wait to test this out. How's it going, guys? Mini Moss
5: two two one eight, or just Mini or Evan, whatever you want to call me. I'm playing Rashmi, the elf, it, like half elf, it half elfish warlock. That's going to be drunk half the time and probably cutting somebody out. You can catch me also here though on Friday Night Fights. Where I play Axel, the current. AW Tag Team Champion, and founding member of the Gold Club. Check it out. You guys can find me on all the socials on minimoss two two one eight. I don't post very often, but I'm there. You mostly probably will just find me here playing with uh, this talented group of people.
6: Hey, everybody. This is Sutphin, or the other Chris previously referred to. I am playing Edgar Wallace, a human variant wizard in the School of Code. First time I've... I've First time I've tried that, this character and this path out in this class. So I'm anxious to see how it goes and just super excited to see what's in store for us. It, it, it's, I, I've got a really good feeling about this one. So, so yeah, I'm I'm ready.
2: Saludos programas and guten not. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me on the TikToks and on Instagram at the nerdy Puerto Rican. I, too, am a proud member of D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. I play in the Fur- Sato game. I also pay- play in the Friday Night Fights game. I also have a little podcast, which is known as the Nerdy Puerto Ricast, which is hosted here on the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. And I will be playing... Yeah. I will be playing Dagny Hooter Crypta, yeah, Uh, Deep Gnome Necromancer, yeah, that's good.
0: That's good. Oh, I am so glad I am recording a video as well because that is going to be such a. Fan. And I'm so glad you actually chose this character because <laughs> I know yes. we were debating to be two a couple. Alt also, also check the website because you'll that's where you'll find out where we're actually hosting the video podcast. Uh, still probably on the D and D Vibe Tribe YouTube or maybe somewhere else.
4: Doggone! Every time wrong podcast have too many Just characters kidding, bro it ha- my name is josh I was- but uh, yes i'm josh i also go by mg preacher on tiktok and you can also follow me on uh instagram at mg preacher mark two and uh as echo was saying i am in a lot of these podcasts and yes mikey i play a lot of different characters i am in One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah. Six of these podcasts. So that is a lot of different characters I've got to remember. I'm surprised my head hasn't exploded yet.
2: Yes, I, it, I will
0: be. I think the only be- podcast <laughs> I think the only podcast you're not in is uh, Friday, Night Friday Night Fight. Friday Night <laughs> <That> Fight is correct.
4: <laughs> but anyways, I won't try and keep us it very long. Fierce, no. I won't try and keep us very long. I am playing Thorgmere Zynholm. Thorgmere is a dwell. He is half-dwarven elf, and he is a ranger.
7: Hey, everybody. My name is Dylan, or I go by Roll6s. You can find me all over the internet at Roll6s, Twitter, Instagram, also on Twitch. I don't do a lot of streaming these days, but I'm a variety streamer when I do stream. Feel free to follow me on all those uh, social media. Today, I will be playing Wyatt Luckbringer, a human fighter gunslinger archetype. Watch your six, because I'm coming for you.
0: Wait, you forgot the best part of that, uh, your name. <laughs> what, that Wyatt Luckbringer, the second? The second.
7: <laughs> you got to include that. I love it. <laughs> does, key, key question, does
1: he have a bazooka?
3: Listen, you cannot be bringing the bazooka into all these games. Guess, okay.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm changing the name of the move. of John McCag to
0: T-shirt bazooka
1: oh god we'll all talk right.
0: afterwards <laughs> yeah yeah we'll talk about crossover episodes later <laughs> anyway that is our wonderful cast of characters where were if you haven't gotten a chance to check out the session zero where they're all making their characters and hearing more about their backstories and where they're from and the crazy ideas we came up with definitely check out that episode. Now that we have our characters, why don't we get into the adventure?
4: Y'all ready? All Whoa. right. Let's rock Wait. I feel so important.
5: Episode one, ladies and gentlemen. This is how it's <laughs> going to be all campaign. Yeah.
0: Yes, I have a soundboard. I do not apologize for that. <laughs> all right, here we go. So the date is April 27th, 499 GA. It is the day of the opening ceremonies for the Midwest Invitational for the Celebration Competition. It is being held in Chicago, Illinois. It's about 50, 55, and but nice blue skies. Beautiful day. Makes you wonder why we're going to be inside watching a tournament instead of being outside and enjoying this weather. And that's also because I wish it was actually 55 or higher right now here in Wisconsin. Anyway, (laughs) our scene opens up at the front gate where we find Edgar getting ready to head on inside. Edgar, would you mind describing how your character looks or uh, what they're wearing and that kind of stuff? So Edgar's kind of, I don't
6: know. Plain clothes, maybe, maybe just some work khakis, dungarees, some, some sensible, comfortable shoes, light jacket because it's the fifties. He wants to enjoy short sleeve weather, but it's not quite there just yet. But that'll happen. So just looking around, taking in all of the wares.
0: All right so as you're walking around checking everything out before you actually walk in as you're walking all of a sudden there is this guy who just runs up to you and just in your face wild-eyed and is saying oh you can't support this you can't support all this craziness come on don't support this magic Everything was so much better before the Awakening. We didn't have to worry about any of this stuff. Please do not support this craziness.
6: Why why do you think it's crazy? We're just all here. There's just a bunch of us. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what's happening. Explain
0: to me, what's your take on all of it? Ever since magic has came to this world, it has been nothing but destructive and bringing so much terrible happenings to this world. So we need to keep away. And as he's trying to explain this to you and stammering over his words, trying to come up with a good excuse, you suddenly hear a as a dog um, is barking. You look back to see where it's coming from and you see a subburied husky running right toward you and this random dude. <laughs> the dude just looks like just looks terrified and co- just bolts into the other direction screaming. He's afraid of dogs like crazy. And now there is this little Siberian husky that is just takes a seat and looks up with you. Hey,
6: let's. Let's reach out and let's
0: give him a little ear scratch. He loves the ear scratch. He starts kicking his leg and loves it.
6: Yeah, maybe I should look in my. I should check my pack, see if I have any bacon. Maybe.
0: Ooh, bacon sounds good.
6: That would be a good treat. I'm sure. I'm sure I have something close to it anyway.
0: So first off, you just heard the dog say, "Ooh, bacon sounds good." And as you turn back to the dog, it—you now see a pair of legs, and you look up, and there is actually a human standing where the dog once stood. And he goes, "Yeah, I could really go for some bacon right now. Skip breakfast this morning. You could stand up. Don't worry about it." Dan, breakfast
6: is having... the most important meal of the day. <sighs>
0: As he's like brushing like stray dog hair off of himself. Those crazies come around here every year, all the time, spout and bear, anti-magic craziness, so don't give him any mind. This man is in a dress shirt, has a nice looking vest on, dress slacks, there's actually a pocket watch that goes into his vest pocket, and he goes, Oh. Forget my manners. Uh, sorry about my manners. My name is Patrick. Very nice to meet you, and sorry for the trouble.
6: Well, very nice to meet you, too, Patrick. I, my name is Edgar. I'm glad I bumped into you, I think. And and I do appreciate you helping me, helping out with our, our previous visitor.
0: Nah, no worries. It's kind of my job. I'm on the security team here, but I'm a little bit undercover. so just run around like a dog scaring off these crazies but it's mm-hmm. fun it's fun watching them run you're not from around here are you
6: oh no definitely not um, i made made quite a little journey to get here so lots of advertisements for this this event that i saw i wanted to come and uh check everything out kind of see what see what it's all about i've Got a lot of interest, a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of things I want to check out up here. So, any tips, maybe advice?
0: Oh, tips? Any, well, inside,
6: inside passes you could give me since you're on the security team.
0: I wish I had that kind of power, but unfortunately, I don't have any inside passes. As he us does. does put out his hand a little bit. Just to give you a, it's a general admission ticket to actually get inside so you don't have to worry about buying it. (laughs) So I wish I could help you. But as for inside, I would definitely check out the, the vendor room. They have so many people from all over the area who decide to come down, show their wares, show what they've made, or are selling. There's some really cool stuff. Stuff that I actually didn't realize that folks were even making, so... Definitely take a look around there. There might be some something that catches your eye there, except especially for a curious fellow like yourself.
6: Definitely. It is is on my list.
0: All right. I got to get back to cleaning up this area before the opening ceremony starts. So I'll catch you later and enjoy the show. Thank you, sir. he, He goes ahead and bows you and walks off in the opposite direction. All right. So you're going to go ahead and head inside. And now we are going to actually cut to just outside of the entrances to the seats. It's not exactly the vendor area. It's in that promenade and we find a booth set up with Dagny sitting right behind it. Can you tell us like how both
2: how how is Dagny dressed? does Dagny look and how did you decorate your booth? Dagny is actually going to be standing next to the booth. He, Dagny is a three foot two inch deep gnome. His skin is a a darker bluish purplish hue. He has long uh, silvery white hair, which is currently pulled back into a ponytail. And so to be almost appears slicked back, no, no flyaways or anything like that. He is. He has a skinnier frame, and he is currently wearing a white button-up shirt with a white suit, and he has a white tie on with black and white wingtips, a gold chain on the jacket. He has round John Lennon-like glasses, which are adjusted like forward on. Closer to the tip of his nose, he, his nose it is long but rounded, so it doesn't look like a like a bird beak or anything like that. His eyes look like they are two times too big for his head. They're 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 large like saucers, and they are colored gold. And his the booth, it's a very a very professional-looking booth. It's for the Huta Crypta funeral home, his family's funeral home. So on on the booth, you have some paraphernalia and pamphlets on the Huta Crypta funeral home, making the great sleep that much more comfortable. That's their slogan. On the Not on the table, but off the table, like on tripod, tripods there there are so like what two flat screens one on one side one on the other side angled and they they are giving like a video slideshow presentation on the hooter krypta funeral home and the perks that you get when using the hooter krypta funeral home dagny himself as i said he's standing by the booth and his arms are behind his back and he has just this very big smile which normally would be warm and inviting but in this case it's just creepy not creepy enough to keep people away but definitely creepy enough to like make people slow down and it's if there was a sound effect when people would look at him it'd be that that theremin 1950s sci-fi look and as people are walking by he's nodding and with a bit with a smile yeah, guten Tag. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and he's waiting for for people to show up. Anyone that would that would take a peek behind behind the table, you would see that there is a chair that has been provided by the the hall that the the games are being held at. And on his chair, on the chair, on top of a on top of a blanket is a a weasel, and it's curled up and currently sleeping.
0: Cool. You've had a few folks stop up and chat with you about uh, your services and stuff. At one point, this man came up and started letting you know that he's getting ready for a hit for someone's eventual passing. Which then he is then dragged away from your booth by his ear by what uh, appeared to be his mother in law. And you have quite a few. Visitors have died down at this point as people are either finding their seats, getting refreshments, checking out the vendor area for the last time before heading inside. Before we go further, I'd actually like you to make a dexterity check for me.
2: Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay.
0: So as you're standing there, smiling at the crowd and whatnot, suddenly, in front of your face you see a wrench just fall straight down from the sky to your feet. Just, like,
2: barely missing you. (laughs) So Dagny will just stand there, smiling, slowly look down at the wrench, smiling, (laughs) and then slowly look up at the wrench, smiling, and we will say... HAS
0: SOMEONE MISPLACED THE TOOL, Yeah, So, as you look up, uh, you don't see anyone up there or anything, but as you look look back down, there is now an upside-down hanging uh, man looking straight at you, and essentially going, i oh, sorry about that, let's not have had it attached pretty well. He then hooks himself off of his rappel, flips himself right back over, picks up the and picks up the rentals like. A couple more inches, you probably would have to go purchase your own services.
2: I was just thinking the same thing <laughs> when he laughs again. Normally it'd be charming, but in this case, not true it creepy. <laughs> I I love it.
0: And this man just goes, you're a funny one, aren't you? This man has basically red hair, a red beard, no mustache, bit of a stout man. He is wearing jean overalls with a red T-shirt underneath, which is the uniform for Infant Stadium, which is where you are at right now. He has a pair of almost like steampunky goggles on his head. And I'm doing my best, but he also speaks with a pretty heavy Irish accent. What was his name again? Did he say his name? He didn't say his name yet. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he basically looks up to you and he goes, huh? Odd seeing a, a funeral home advertising here, especially since... I haven't had a death in five hundred years, almost for this tournament.
2: You see, not at all. Yeah, I work for the Hutter Crypta Funerals uh, Funeral Services. This is my my family's funeral home. Yeah, though we are based in Boston, we we are moving into the Midwest. And what better place to drum up business than right here in this institution? Yeah. Oh, good to know here and
0: he pulls out a business card and hands it to you to say would you all decide to move out here let me know I may be able to help you find a place to stay or finding good places to go eat and
2: stuff so give me a call are are you you real are you realtor or or, or tour guide uh, advisor yeah Nah.
0: nah I'm just a mechanic this is just a side gig that I have. Normally I'm a mechanic. I'm working on vehicles, repairs, things like that. Uh, I have a shop actually not too far from here. So if your car breaks down, let me know. But I get around the Midwest a lot, so I have a lot of good suggestions.
2: Dagny will lean in a little bit and be like, does mechanic have name? y'all?" Yeah. It's like that's why I gave you my business card, didn't
0: I? <laughs> Yeah. So Dagny, well, Dagny will will look at the business card. On the business card it sh- says Fogshot Mechanic Services.
2: Jeremiah Fogshot owner. Uh Jeremiah, that's a that's good name. Yeah, that is very good name. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I am Dagny, the eldest son of the Huta Crypta family. Yeah. It's,
0: it's It's good to meet thee. It's good to meet you too. Dagny, and you could just call me Jay for short. Everyone else does. And yeah. it's just the letter and it's just the letter J. It's not like J-A-Y or anything like that. It's just a letter. Yeah, Jeremiah, so, I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't worry about it. I should get back to work because there's a couple more electric electric stuff that I need to run before this shebang goes off. So catch you later and he walks off he actually walks behind you towards the wall behind your booth and effortlessly just starts walking up the wall up to the top as, as if it was nothing air.
2: and he's just okay the the weasel when that happens that the weasel picks its head up and like its eyes watch jay <laughs> and then the weasel likes will turn to Dagny, and Dagny will look at the weasel, and and just they'll they they nod at each other, and then Dagny goes back to standing there with his hands behind his back and smiling.
0: Awesome. So now we are gonna move just along the corridor leading to the uh, the vendor area, where we find we find Thormere and. His his wolf companion, Leonidas, just strolling to halls. Uh, you actually have a... You do have your normal outfit underneath. But you are wearing this bright yellow shirt that just says security across it. And you're making w- your way down to halls. Across the hall, you see a... You could see, like, the sea of people just in there. But towering above them all, you actually see what looks like a metal head. And as it gets closer, you realize the metal head is like jumbling, carrying a whole bunch of weapons down the hallway. And as he gets closer, he actually let me, oh yeah, he actually ends up tripping and falling at your feet. Josh?
4: okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Hear you. <laughs> okay, I, was about to say, I had the mute button off, Mikey. but it wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> so I don't know what yeah. was going on. So you said he just fell at my feet, carrying a whole bunch of weapons.
0: Yeah, he's like carrying a whole bunch of weapons, like trying his best to hold them all. There's a couple swords, a couple guns. There's a couple items in there that are that look like uh, wands and other focus- focus- focuses focuses. Component pouches, a whole bunch of stuff, and he's just trying to like juggle them. I'm keep hitting my mic, juggle them all over the place to not drop them, and he trips and drops them all in front of your feet.
4: First of all, is he okay when he
0: fell? You end up asking. Do you end up asking him if he's okay? Yeah. When I see him fall, I'm just like, "Are you okay?" He looks up at you and and he just goes, "Yeah, I'm okay." Nothing like that hurts me. Um trying to find a sound, but it's not working. But it's a very robotic voice you're hearing from him. You recognize this person from, actually from security orientation. He was one of the people, he was, I shouldn't really say people. He was one of the leads that was conducting orientation. And he looks up at you and goes, mind helping me out a bit?
4: Yeah, no problem. I can help you out. But instead of walking through all these crowded corridors, you do know that you were supposed to be walking through the the maintenance hallways, right? Yeah, uh, I know, but unfortunately
0: someone else decided to drop one of the stink bombs in there, so it ain't all too pleasant. Even us Warforged uh, can't can still smell the atrocity that is down there, so I avoided it. I just thought I'd come around here.
4: And you didn't think of packing all of these things onto a cart or something, so you're not trying to juggle all of these?
0: They're all on the other side of the smoke bomb. I've, I have I know. I wish it was bad planning on our part, but you gotta do what you gotta do. But I want an
4: honest answer, because because I would have yeah. just tried to hold my, hold my breath to get one of those carts. And when I say that, I get on, I'm get. i guessing they issued me a radio or something. I get on the radio and I ask for them to bring me a cart. So we can put all this stuff on one of those carts.
0: Yeah. He looks at you kind of funny because because of the radio. Because it's like, what? And he picks out his radio and he's clicking it. It's not working for him. They always stick me with the dud ones. Anyway, thank you for your help. Uh, what did you say your name was again?
4: And I just pat so, Leonidas on the side. And said, this is- oh, very nice. My,
0: my full name is XC-31510. And I am an R-Class Warforged. Yes, but most people just call me XC. So, I really thank you for your help with this. They didn't really make me too too dexterous.
4: As well, just, uh, just next time, just try to what's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take the initiative, and like I said, just if you have to hold your breath to get a card or something. Because what if somebody was, uh, decided to try to run past us and you fell? They might have got hurt. I don't want anybody to get
0: hurt here. I know. Look at you, a new recruit t- trying to tell the lead what to do.
4: I just look at nah.
0: him. It's all good, buddy. I appreciate the feedback. But I kind of, I just sometimes just like to do my own thing. Speaking of new recruit, would you say, I know we did introductions during orientation and stuff, but
4: where did you say you're from? Uh, the the west the western portion of uh, Kentucky, actually. Uh, Nearby where uh, West Virginia used to be? Yeah, it's right near the coal mine. The last one. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love... Oh, I... I, That's actually where I got made. Some of the coal that was from that mine was how I got designed and made. So... I know that place very well. Way before your time, obviously. I was actually here before the Great Awakening, so I actually
4: got to see it happen. That that was the sight.
0: It was. I I saw it. Actually, I should say I saw it start to happen, and then I powered myself down.
4: Nope, I don't want to see any more. Yep. And when I woke
0: up, I was actually on a truck here. Ah. On my way here. And so I, and I've been here ever since, and I, yeah, been protecting this place uh, from any, like, vandals or anyone trying to steal anything. Oh,
4: yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. I was a, I was a game warden uh, back home. I was called for all different types of things. I actually worked mm. with, uh, worked with yep. the police more than I did hunters, oddly enough. Awesome. That's some cool stuff. Glad you have the experience. It, it's
0: it's no shock that they've they recruited you for this. Awesome. And as he's talking about this, you see the cart that you requested on its way to to y'all. And I forgot to mention he. This is a uh, very silver, black and silver warforged. Looks if the iron giant. You remember the movie the Iron Giant? Oh yeah. He looks like a miniature version of that, but still like really tall and a lot more detail. He has this weird, it looks almost like metal feathers just going down the back of his head. And he also somehow fit a yellow security shirt over all of this, (laughs) which is, uh, you can see like the bolts and bits like popping out of the shirt. And he just goes, well, Thank you for your help. Thank you for for keeping me accountable. And hey, my, my dinner break is at six is do you happen to have your dinner break then too?
4: about what time my, my break is? I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's, about, it's around then.
0: Cool. Definitely, definitely. Let's grab dinner. That sounds good. Cool. I'll see you down at the break room when it's time, but. Got to make, got to get these into the vault. Oh, yeah. Um, And he goes, later. And he just starts pushing the card along. And you will just go continuing your rounds.
4: So me and uh, me and Leo
0: are just. Yep, you're walking down the halls. Leonidas is doing his sniff tests all around as you're walking. And you're just continuing your rounds. We're actually now going to cut to the actual vendor room. Where we come upon a nice little booth with a bunch of handmade teddy bears and lots of other cool accoutrements. Mikey sorry, I Ramon, why don't you describe how your booth looks and how you currently look at your booth? Awesome. Okay.
3: So Ramon standing at a good eh, somewhere between six foot six one. He's pretty tall gentlemen. Ramon is a little bit on the older side. He is pushing late 40s, early 50s. He has kept hair that's starting to go salt and pepper on it and a full-grown kind of tamed but salt and pepper beard to match what's on top of his head. But that's pretty the only thing that gives away uh, Ramon's age because in his current outfit, he is currently wearing probably Um, what he normally wears when he is hosting a booth anywhere he goes. So it is this sleeveless kind of hoodie top that's splattered in blue, pink, and purple kind of paint design all over it. The pants are a similar design on the bottom. He is covered with, on both arms, full sleeves of tattoos, and, uh... But hanging off his little belt loop is a couple of keychains that are of the different animals and teddy bears that he has, which we'll get into a little bit later. As far as Ramon's booth goes, it's nothing too flashy. It's very simple, but it's very well designed. This isn't Ramon's first rodeo in doing so. So towards the back of the booth, you just see a hand-painted kind of mural with... The similar design as Ramon's outfit that he's currently wearing right now. And it just says Ramon's wears and tears. And on the table is just a variety of different stuff. Teddy bears, keychains, a couple of skate decks as well. But yeah, so Ramon is trying to get people to come on over to look at his wares, to look at his designs. And of course, as any businessman should try to get
0: people to buy his stuff. Awesome. So folks have been coming in and out. A few folks have went ahead. You've made some sales so far, which is pretty good. Some really cool one. Enough that you can definitely come away with a profit for once. <laughs> and so right now, there's no one at your booth. And you're you would just be looking around. And suddenly uh, you start to hear. Hey, mister. Hey. And you don't. See anyone right away. And you hear, Mr. Down here. And you go ahead and look over the booth and you can finally see a little girl. Blonde hair, wearing a long sleeve uh, pink shirt. Jeans has a couple earrings in and she just goes, Can I have a teddy bear? So I want to
3: preface as Loud as Ramon can possibly can, without scaring the child, he's going to let out this big, bellowing laugh. (laughs) Why, of course. What can I get you, love?
0: Do you have any pink ones?
3: I definitely have some pink ones. Now, would you like that regular, or are you going more for a tie-dye effect with your teddy bear? Regular. (laughs) Most certainly. And so Ramon is going to go to the stock, grab the pink teddy bear, and... Ramon sees this little girl and kind of just leans over to her. Would you like me to dress it up for you?
0: (laughs) And she she basically nods very excitedly. Any particular style that you want, love. And she just stops there and like is you could see the wheels turning in her head. She's (laughs) for a minute there and just goes. Something cool. Something like what you're wearing. (laughs) Like very like that kind of punk rock type style that I can certainly
3: do. Just give me a minute. And so Ramon is going to go pull out his kind of like little satchel. He opens Mm -hmm. it up and just inside you just see a bunch of different pieces of fabric. Let's see. Use this one yesterday. This one is currently not in season. Ah, let's go with this one. So he pulls out a pattern similar to what he is wearing, but the accented colors are more to go with the pink teddy bear. Mm -hmm. And so Ramon is going to, just because of his experience, he is actually going to try to fashion a nice little outfit similar to what he's wearing. And then as an extra flair, he's going to add a hat to go with it as well as an extra bonus. So
0: after eh, a couple minutes, oh, like this one and she points to it, and I forgot to mention this. She has like a wool hat with a palm on the top. This is so chilly for her. And it is a like a uh, sky blue color with a white palm on top.
3: Oh, even better. So, yeah, he ex- <laughs> Ramon creates that and puts it on the teddy bear exactly like hers with his outfit on it and hands it to her and just says. Now, normally this would cost a little bit, but for you, it's free of charge, young one. Thanks. My name's Sarah. So at this point, Ramon is going to walk over from the booth and get on her level. So he's going to sit down to meet her at her level. Mm -hmm. It's
0: nice to meet you, Sarah. My name is Ramon. (laughs) Now, real quick, as Mm -hmm. you get down to to get a closer look at her, can you just make a perception check for me?
3: Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So, perception. So, let me... Come on, Dice. Don't fail me now. You're not terrible, Dice, but we're going to have a talk later. That is a 14. Okay. Do you
0: notice that it's definitely a little girl, but she seems pretty mature for her age, even with her high voice? (laughs)
3: So, as Ramon is sitting here, you know what? Forget it. He's just going to keep going with it. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So he makes it it's the introduction, and is like, "My name's Ramon, Sarah. It's a pleasure to meet you." Holds out his big hand towards her, and she like shoots out her like little tiny hand to shake yours. <laughs> so gingerly with his two thumb and index <laughs> finger, just grabs it and shakes it. <laughs> nice.
0: And did you give her the bear? Oh, of course! <laughs> and then she grabs the bear, kind of hugs it, and then looks up at you as, like, "Okay, Mister Ramon, see you later," and runs away. <laughs> and you see her actually run to a older man and woman, and she's like showing her the teddy bear and super happy. And that you see her like point back at you, and the mother looks back and and he go- and she just gives you like a little heart as thank you. They definitely don't look like the the wealthiest of families, so they're really happy for this and and then they just go on their way.
3: Another satisfied, another satisfied customer.
0: (laughs) Another (laughs) custified satisfied. Let's go with that. I can words today. (laughs) Yep. All right, we're gonna take the scene now to the opposite side of the vendor area. Echo, who's in charge right now? Liz or Alex? Um, I'm going to say
1: Liz is in charge right now.
0: Liz is just strolling through the Vendomart, looking at all of the different things and cool things that are out there. And what kind of things would catch your eye?
1: For Liz? Probably everything. She's just, like, going around seeing. It's more like... I haven't left Ohio in 250 years, so of course this is all going to be interesting.
0: Let's say you're actually stopped at a bookstand. There's book someone stand. there that has written a bunch of novels, fantasy novels about... Think of someone who would be writing a fantasy novel. It's considered a historic fantasy novel about the pandemic. <laughs> And there is a novel, a fantasy novel, about fighting this evil monster called COVID and all this stuff. It's like a whole legend now.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. But Liz is just laughing, trying to keep a laugh in just reading that.
0: As I'm going to guess that Liz also has some kind of... She's holding in the laugh, but you can see her body move, trying to keep hold it in. (laughs) Yes. And all of a sudden, you hear someone go... I recognize that that that's stifling anywhere. You caught me. You turn and one of your old students, Ava. Um, this is just
1: giving Ava a big bear hug.
0: Yes. They just do that kind of like running embrace of each other. Oh, it's been so long. Yeah. How have you been? I've been well. How have you been? I think good. I just I just actually graduated from Candom. University in Camden as a university out in Seattle, and just got my PhD in history. I see you're somewhat following my path. A little, yeah, easy. yeah. You your lectures inspired me, so I decided to do more research, mostly on dragons and draconics. I was just looking at myself and how magic comes about for me, and I see so much other people using books and trying to learn this stuff to me and she goes and stabs her finger and a little flame appears right above her fist it just happens yes and for me
1: it's just based off my emotions oh and then she just goes
0: oh uh, hi Alex and then you realize that it, that's when you remember that she She can read minds so she can dive into your mind and talk to Alex as well.
1: (laughs) Alex. Alex, I was expecting this, but fine. She's
0: an aberrant. She's an aberrant mind sorcerer. So she does the psionics and all that stuff. So she can. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have been intruded.
1: It's fine. It's it's just weird for the outside actually seeing it. I don't know how some people actually
0: see me. Speaking of, what brings you here? It's odd to n- not s- uh, see you outside Ohio. I came to see you, actually. Really? Oh, that's so cool. Oh, God, and now the pressure's on. Uh, and you see her kind of like... A, a tiny little anxiety attack of like oh my god my mentor is here to watch me compete oh god no don't worry he'll be fine I hope so i'm I've been really practicing and i i i, I think I got some of my skills down pat for the the magic showcase so i hope I make you proud
1: you've already made me proud
0: yep And then over the loudspeaker, you hear "Would all combatants, please make your way to the locker room. Would all combatants make your way to the locker room? And she goes, Oh, uh, it's almost time for the opening ceremonies. I should go, but thank you so much for coming. Good luck. Yes. And don't fail. She turns back at you. Yeah, that's the Alex I remember. And she just continues. (laughs) Yes. Bye. Shoot. Uh, Yeah. So she uh, goes ahead and heads off into to the locker area.
1: Alex is not a good teacher. (laughs) And
0: as she goes ahead and walks down... Just checking my checklist here. Uh, yes. So as she goes ahead and walks down to the uh locker room area, she passes by the security break room door. And so our scene is gonna actually transition inside the break room door where we find Wyatt sitting there enjoying his break. His his next duty is is actually on the floor of the stadium. 40 opening ceremonies and he got a bit of a lunch break right before that happens. Wyatt, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you look in this situation besides just the 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 shirt and I guess what are you eating? Wyatt's just
7: uh he begrudgingly cut up the security shirt and uh, sewed the part that says security onto his own black t-shirt and when anybody like said anything to him about it, he just said, all you said was that I had to, all you said was that I had to have this thing that said I was security on it. You didn't say uh, anything about me having to, to wear your shirt and your shirts aren't tailored like my shirts are. And and he just gives like a gruff look. And uh, so w- why it's wearing like black jeans, very uh, tailored black t-shirt that has like I said, that uh, security stitch—like he hand-stitched with his own tools—the other part of the T-shirt onto his T-shirt. On each of his hips, he's got a, a holster that he, where he's clearly not hiding a pair of heavy machine pistols. I and mean, he's wearing a light-duty vest, protecting his his upper torso from potential dangers. He's got like a little bit of, a little bit of a five o'clock shadow along with a mustache and part of a, a goatee. He's a pretty, he's a pretty boy with that black tousled hair, just not really worrying too much. And cause it looks good no matter how he arranges it. He's sitting there. He is excited to be working in a place that has vending machines. And so he, he is availing himself of the vending machines like he's bought like a candy bar a bag of chips a sandwich a pop a can of coca-cola <laughs> yeah like he literally is buying like one of, from everything and as he sits there he's talking to himself he's like, oh okay i need to make sure that i'm keeping my eyes out for uh, potential trouble because people here they seem to be nothing but trouble i tell you what I'm, I'm fixing to have me a talk with the supervisor because their security is so lax here. If I was back in North Carolina, or excuse me, they called the Cara, just Carolina now, but I'm still from North Carolina. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> let's be honest. He's just talking as he's like eating and talking to himself,
0: going over his like routine. Right. All right. Could you? I'd actually like you to also make a uh, perception check.
7: Sure. Big perception. I am proficient
0: in that. So let's see here. That would be an eight. All right. You you're sitting there talking to yourself and as you're eating, talking to yourself and even over your voice, you can hear the door of the break room behind the door behind you. Open up. Sure,
7: White will will peek over his shoulder
0: and see who's coming in. So you spot he's an odd-looking figure. His his skin is a bit more grayed than the normal skin pigments. He has a uh, long, flowing hair. Yeah, otherwise, just seems pretty humanoid. You notice that he has on. Because for some reason they're coming back in style. You remember the the hot topic pants with all the chains and straps all over it? Yeah, trip pants. Um, I'm very <laughs> yeah. familiar. Yeah, so he's wearing those with his also security shirt. that his security shirt is a tad different as it also has we're gonna say it has an emblem on it which is actually the the local police force which means which normally means as a security guard he also has the authority to arrest and that's really all that means you do recognize him again from security orientation his name is Callum C A L U M and as he walks in he walks up to you and he goes ahead and basically just tosses a name tag onto the table in front of you and just goes, if you're not going to wear the shirt, at least wear the name tag. So people don't think you're just wearing a security t-shirt. Now, Callum, you know
7: that I've got all the proper authority and paperwork and I've got my security badge right here, the one that I have to scan whenever I come into this building. If you want me to wear a name tag, I'll of course do so for you, sir. I don't wanna. I don't wanna be offending anyone.
0: It's and- more. It it's more for others to identify you. If anything, it's not really us. here are on security. We know who who you are. That's fine. But for other people, if they need to find someone, at least know that you're actually a security guard and not that punk I just had to toss out of here that had a security. Sh- it was actually a red security shirt on. So. Just need to make sure.
7: Of course, of course, that's no problem. Like I'm, I'm fixing to to do whatever you need me to do now. So like, I, Wyatt like reaches down and puts it right on his shirt, and it does pain him because, as I said, mm. this is a tailored shirt, and now he's poking holes in it. And uh, he's so. Did you do you have any more information on who hired me? Since you seem to be the one in charge here, and. My the decision to bring me onto the team was a mystery, you know.
0: Yeah, head of security likes to keep himself secretive. Uh, no one here really knows his name, but he's been vouched by, essentially, by Infin to be head of security here, and really, Infin controls. Feels like everything days. Just as a background, Infin is i'd say if google amazon facebook and microsoft all combined into a single company that would be infinite. they control a lot in this world so he essentially goes yeah you've invented. they sent scout outs you've met a couple of the scouts i think you've met xc Earlier at orientation, he was one of the scouts that were out there. So I know he, uh, I think his recommendation was actually on your, for your invitation. But as far as the head of security, I wish I knew what to tell you, buddy.
7: It don't matter a lick to me. The credits were good. They bought me a first class ticket to come here. Quality knows quality. So they obviously had heard about uh, the work that I've done before. So I'm I'm happy Uh, to be here.
0: Oh for sure and the payout you're going to get after this is just as good. Don't worry about having to pay your way pay your way here. You'll be able to take a couple more flights just on your own. Take taking some sights overseas if even if you wanted to Whatever I'm in the problem
7: of life as they say. So I'm not I'm I'm looking to work, but I'm sure there's a job for me in 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 Ireland or maybe in Kentucky or California, wherever there's a place for me, I'll find bad guys and put them in cuffs and, and and deal with any monsters that we might find. So, you're just work, aren't
0: you? I was talking about going on vacation. Check out check uh, check out Ireland. Check out this. Check out the greenery there. Check out the bars there. Oh my god! And just check out the world and not worry about work. You'll make enough from this just to do that. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> All right. And he goes ahead and looks up at the clock. and says, I should better get to my station. I think you got about uh, 10 minutes before you have your duties. It looks like you are on the floor. <sighs> Lucky you. So that will be a lot of fun. And it looks like you are paired with Thormir down there. Nice. They'll actually have your guard dog that you're going to take with you onto the field at the entrance. Really beautiful Siberian Husky that is going to be uh, your companion. And Thormir actually brought his own companion with him. I guess we'll see you out there for the show. And he gives you a pat on the shoulder.
7: All right, well, you stay safe now. And uh, let's hope that these games are as uh, quiet and uneventful... As they have been in years past.
0: <laughs> yeah, uneventful from Malice's sides. But let me tell you, you get the best seats in the house for this show. I will tell you that. And he gives you kind of a salute. Like a like a two finger later and goes ahead and walks out.
7: All right. Wyatt will realize that he doesn't have time to finish like the, the bounty before him <laughs> and he'll stow his his candy bar, finishes finishes pop in front of him, and then mosey
0: down towards towards the station. All right. So as we do that, we're gonna cut our scene over to the locker rooms, where we find one of the competitors here, Rashmi. I said all right, right? Yeah. Okay. Where we find Rashmi there, getting ready for the opening ceremonies. You're allowed to wear whatever you want out there. There are some people who came in just common clothes, who dressed up in whatever armor or things they have. You're allowed to take your weapons out. There are some people that went crazy with their outfits and did, like, whole, like, gigantic wings or... Have like spinning we- spinning uh wheels on them oh, and can go crazy with it. so you're just about done with getting your outfit on so why don't you describe what you're wearing for these opening ceremonies? so man, he's
5: currently just wearing it's like a leather leather armor like essentially' see like, like jeans like black jeans almost and around his he has a long sword on his back. His left hand is covered in, like, these Gaelic tattoos that come down to a big Gaelic knot in the center of his left hand. And around his waist, appears to be, like, almost like a Batman utility belt, but instead of, like, little pockets, it's different flasks. And he's currently chugging down a big, like, another flask right now, looking around going,
0: I'm too sober for this shit. From behind you, as you say that, from behind you, you hear uh, a woman just go, You're telling me! Let me get a sip. And as you turn around, this wood elf looking person with, she is wearing a, what looks like a loose tank top, short uh, shorts on. You see that she's barefoot, wraps around her hands. And she's standing there like, I haven't had a drink all day. How did you get those in here?
5: Hold hold on. He's gonna take another big swig and go. Oh, now I'm joking enough to talk to you. What?
0: You seem like the guy I met at the bar last night. There's a bar here? What? Huh. listen I was passed out oh, the
5: dumpster out back.
0: And he just goes,
5: "Bro, we're in Chicago. There's bars everywhere." Well, I'm sorry. Uh, live here. Yeah. You want to have a drink? You
0: don't live here and you didn't know that?
5: I-, I thought that we're talking about a bar that's in like this giant building.
0: Oh, uh, there are a couple places selling like beer and stuff, but uh, I like I like the hard shit there. Uh, what's your go to bar? Uh she takes the, the flask and goes ahead and takes a drink. I, I think Tommy. they call
5: it. I think they call it the shoe.
0: Ah, uh, oh,
5: it's the only one I haven't been kicked out of yet. As yeah, I poke I up I another to... flask.
0: I think I've seen you. I think I've seen it down at the Shoe before. I've been there a couple times. I try to hop around to the different ones.
5: Oh, that we got one still.
0: Oh, you must be quite the party when you get drunk. And she goes and takes another big swig and then hands the flask back. you can just hold on to that
5: one. I got seven more.
0: Thanks. And she goes and she takes the flask and stuffs it into her bra. And I'm like, I'll save that for later. So... What, which competitions are you in? I don't
5: remember. All I know is, like, I took a drink, There's a piece of paper in my cup, I said something about fighting, and next thing, I'm here.
0: Yeah, that's how they got me, too. I drunk at the bar and and snuck that invitation right in front of me. Except I actually remember what I put. I just thought it was a fun opportunity to fight.
5: remember, I think it was like 101 or some shit like that. I don't remember. All I know is, is I think they're paying me. I think it's lying here.
0: You'll you'll get a stipend. Yeah, they give you a stipend for it. And there's also some prize money if you uh, win. And of course, you get a uh, full full access and full re- all expenses paid to the main event for the 500th anniversary, which is what I've been training for. You're in. Uh, are you in unarmed combat or armed combat?
5: And points to my sword. I hey, use this thing.
0: Ah, oh, and he she like, like, slips behind you to take a better look at it. Can you actually describe the sword? I know it's your packed weapon, so go ahead and describe your sword and how it looks.
5: It looks like it's actually the only possession he owns that is like somewhat, it looks nice. Like It's the only thing he seems to be like taken care of. Like, Ratsby himself is like his hair is like his shoulder length, but it's super unkempt. He looks like he just woke up about 30 minutes ago. He's not covered in throw up though. He's not so he can hold his liquor, but on uh, his sword, is the blade is very silver in nature, so it looks very silver, uh, very shiny. And the hilt is this gold hilt that seems to like almost like wrap to a gem on the top that's red. And it has these two the cross guard is just a standard cross guard that has two little also like ruby like gems and the cross guard of the sword.
0: Nice. She's very she's very keen on the rubies that are in your sword. She loves jewels. You could see her like her bag is has is almost bedazzled with different jewels, and they're actually real jewels. They're not like the plastic bedazzled stuff. And she takes a look at your the jewels. Oh, did you make the sword yourself? How the fuck did you get
5: behind me so quick? What the stamp? <laughs> as he like turns around, but like it's a head rush because he turned around too quick.
0: Yeah. Uh Actually, can you make a real quick? Can you make a perception check? Yeah, I got you. Perception. I rolled a one. First natural one of the Uh, campaign. Total three. Yeah, you don't even notice that she slipped behind you. You just suddenly hear her talking from behind you. what the?
5: As he turns around and has to put his hand on her shoulder because he turned around too quick. So hold on.
0: And uh, you turn what? around, as you turned around, she slips by you again to get back to the other side of you. So you you turn around and you don't see her.
5: Am I talking to a fucking ghost? It's
0: like, no, I'm just right here. I'm just trying to get stop turning. I'm trying stop to take it. a look at the sword. Stop throwing that. You can just ask to look at it. Do you, do you Forget about it. Did you make the sword or not?
5: No, it was a gift from my sister.
0: Oh, well, she has some taste. How did she get those rubies? I,
5: I have realize. no idea. She's dead, so...
0: Oh. My condolences. Nah, she died 20 years ago. You're fine. All right. Wherever she got, those are beautiful.
5: I have no idea where she got. Do you know anybody oh. who needs a doctor, by the way? Say again? Anybody who needs a doctor, by the way? I'm, a, like, a doctor.
0: Hey, if... <laughs> The staff always needs some sort of clerics or folks to help out these games. get Pretty. (laughs) These games can get pretty bloody, but we've had zero deaths, so we always have a healer healing staff on hand to essentially make sure that there are no uh, liabilities. I spent all my money on all this alcohol. I have no food. There was, but they took it all away because they're getting ready for us to go out dude. Ah, and as she like, says smack that- smack head against the locker. And as she says that, you hear in over the locker loudspeakers, Combatants, please make your way to your starting line. Again, all combatants, please make your way to your starting lines. The show will begin in about ten minutes. Where those? F- huh? Where am I going? I don't even know how I
5: got here, to be honest with you. And, I think it-
0: she gives out like a sigh and grabs a piece of paper right off of your locker and shows you it like this line here in in the tunnels that circle is you. Um that's it's number 17. Just go find the number 17 on the ground and stand on it.
5: 716, got it.
0: <laughs> sure, yes. Ooh. And she goes ahead and she like shoes you out and I'm like no no shoe, I need to get ready too.
5: Okay, merry 500th anniversary. Miss. I don't fucking know. Let's walk his way out.
0: Layla. My name's Layla. You can just call me Rashmi. Nice to meet you to Rashmi. Now get out of here before I kick your head in. And he slowly walks
5: out and bumps into the trash can on the way out and falls over. He's like, "I, I didn't know that was that guy. Leaves.
0: Layla, out of your sight, Layla just sighs and, and just rolls her eyes. And some people just need to learn how to control their liquor. Jeez.
5: The sight he walks completely normal, is completely affected the entire time.
0: <laughs> I love it. Anyway. All right. Um, as for everyone else. Um, so Thormir and Wyatt, you are down on the floor of the stadium. The stadium area is actually a ice hockey rink. And it's just basically covered with like fake grass right now. There are doors on either end where the goals would be, and you two are guarding, each guarding opposite doors. Thormir, you have Leonidas at your side on a leash. Your uh, protocol—you have to have it on a leash. Have him on a leash. Wyatt, you have this dog that you don't know their name of uh, a Siberian Husky, also on a leash at. That other door you could see the why you can actually see the dog is like twitching his neck trying to like scratch off the the collar and the leash he hates it he hates it so much and we also have rashmi you are in the you're you're gone ahead and you're in your tunnel you're in your place you were brought to your place and everything dagny ramon lizard alex and edgar could The I need, I would like if all four, you can roll a D four real quick. That is a three. Since it's Liz, I'm using
3: a pink
7: die. (laughs) Wyatt
0: has a four. Oh, Wyatt doesn't need to roll.
7: (laughs) Oh, uh, my apologies. I thought you were talking about all of us.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, just the four I mentioned. I just need Dagny's roll three. Oh, sweet. As you and everyone goes ahead and enters the stadium to take their seats. The announcement went off to take your seats as luck would have it. Liz, Ramon and Dagny, you're actually sitting all right next to each other. You're in row. You're in row D seats number. I'm going to say five, six, seven. So the three of you are actually sitting right next Happened to roll the dice and sit right next to each other. Edgar, you are sitting... You are not too far from them. You can see them, if you knew who they were. <laughs> you're actually in section E, and you're in also in seat 5. Right, sorry, I should say you're in... The first three are in section alpha, row E, seat 5, 6, and 7. You're in row beta, row E, seat
2: 5. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. It's... Pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Uh Dagny uh, I'm si- I'm sitting there, right? Okay. Cuz yeah, right. cuz yeah, we're seats 5, 6 and 7. When uh, when he's spoken to Dagny will again with a smile just do a slow head turn and we will look at the fir- first person that spoke to him is a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, his weasel is draped over his, over his, over his neck. Um, looking like a fur. It the, the weasel's alive, but right now it's acting limp, so it looks like clothing. And uh, yeah, so Dagny will then just like his head slowly goes back to watch the proceedings.
0: Oh, and as your head turns back, the lights begin to dim, and you hear over the announcement speakers, you hear this.
8: This is DJD here to uh, your MC for the weekend. Hope you all are having a fantastic day and we can't wait to get these proceedings started for you. Remember, you can catch me on, on WKKL and here in Chicago. And tonight, we are ready for the opening ceremonies
0: and as he says that there's just pyrotechnics start no no reason whatsoever just as a little background you all recognize the voice of DJ D or as he sometimes goes as D- DJ Decant or actually sorry no his more popular he likes to say his name is uh DJ D but he also gets called DJ Denial and worldwide he is the most famous radio DJ out there. Yes, radios are still a thing, whether it's digital, analog radios, they still exist, and he is the most popular entertainer out there. He's done comedy, he's done voiceovers, he's done so many other things, but his most popular gig is his DJ shows. He plays some of the best music, he and everyone just loves him. So he's up there talking, and he says...
8: Before we begin, we have a quick little introduction by our esteemed guest for this weekend, for this tournament, who will be the one that will guide these combatants through the next four days of competition. So please join me in welcoming your, your guest of honor. Chancellor of Camden U. Please welcome Chancellor Melinda
0: Hartness. And as as he says this, everyone starts applauding for her and she starts walking out. Melinda hat is a beautiful elf and just walks with grace. She has on a what looks like a black trench coat. That has its hood down. Necklace, a nice ruby necklace that you can see glimmering from even the nosebleed seats. Her face is very uh, perfect, almost. She is beautiful. She has beautiful dreads going down with her hair. And on her back is this beautifully decorated scimitar. Which she, which for those of you who know she, who she is, I think Liz will probably Liz and Alex are probably the only ones who uh, know this because they're in the academia circuit. She never leaves without it. It is her prized possession. It is also her focus. So there's a reason why she doesn't leave without it. <laughs> and as she gets up to the uh, the podium, and she begins to deliver a keynote speech. Everyone, welcome to the Midwest Invitational.
8: I am so
0: glad you all can join us. This DMX4 day's show, the strength, the beauty, and the wonderfulness of these gifts that we were given almost 500 years ago. And she gives this just moving speech about how amazing what this competition shows, what you're going to see, and how it ties into who we are these days. And the speech goes and goes. uh, It's a Chancellor's speech, so you probably can guess it drags a little bit, which is why I'm fast-forwarding. And then she goes ahead and She finishes the speech. And now it is my pleasure to introduce your combatants for this this competition. As she reaches back for her scimitar, she goes to pull, but you realize that the scimitar doesn't really move. The hilt of the scimitar comes apart from the blade as she pulls out a wand and simply says, I now declare the Midwest Invitational. And she goes and points the wand into the air. A stream of magic goes and uh, projects straight towards the Jumbotron, and lights up the entire stadium, and the crowd just goes nuts for it. Like, absolutely nuts. DJ denial goes ahead, and the music starts playing. Everyone's still cheering as the doors open up, and all the combatants start filing out. Uh, Rashmi, you're there. You're seeing the crowd just chant, like cheering you on. He's eating
5: the bag of chips.
0: <laughs> he just he's just walking he's just out there with the
5: rob bag of chips. Walking there, eating chips. <laughs> I I at the most nonchalant a lot person. I was like, okay, I'm just walking
0: out looking around eating chips. It's just some random person in the crowd just goes, Yeah, eat those chips and are they're just loving it. And as the line is coming continues to come through, the entire stadium goes dark. Alex and Liz, Dagny, Edgar, and Ramon, could you all please make wisdom saving throws for me? Okay also. You,
1: awesome. like. uh, you, you <laughs> said wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh what's up? Uh,
0: can I see what's going
5: on cuz I have the um invocation of seeing and I can see in normal and magical
0: darkness? Yes. Double sight? <gasps> sure. Um yeah. we'll get that we'll get to that in a little bit.
5: Just want to put that out there.
0: Yeah. Does anyone else well actually I should ask with everybody else who else has dark vision? I do. I yeah, can. Cool. Okay. Cool. I, I, I believe changelings have dark vision. I believe so. I can double check, but I believe so. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. What did the four of you roll for your wisdom save? Really quick. I is this... rolled
1: a 19, which plus my three wisdom makes that a 22.
2: 22. Okay. Is, is this a magical effect? Because deep gnomes do get advantage on wisdom saves against magic it is magic okay that is a 16 total okay i do have art vision okay the agony rules of 22.
0: 22 all right and edgar six uh what (laughs) oh just a six. all right let me make just a couple small adjustments here nope oh good oopsie Yes, yes, change the look. Okay, cool. You know, uh, We're you, about to do the show. Liz and Dagny, uh, you feel like a force against you, but you are, you don't know where it's fun is pulling on your chest, but you're able to just easily shrug it off. Ramon and Edgar, can you to also roll dexterity saves for me? Yes, this is complicated. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be good. God,
4: power. 21. 18?
0: 21. All right. The two of you feel a pulling and a pushing force on you. Ramon kind of j- jerks forward and kind of catches himself on his feet. Like as if he was just pulled five feet, but he lands on his feet. Edgar, on the other hand, gets pulled and falls prone, which is odd. Because you two could have sworn there were chairs right in front of you, so those of you with dark vision in your immediate area, and actually, I would say with uh, you, Rashmi as well, Rashmi, right at this point, you are actually in the basically in the center of that's where your line got to, but all of you noticed that all of the audience just disappeared, and you just see a few figures. Here and there. And through your dark vision. Also even with you Rashmi. You notice that all the other competitors. That were around you. Have also disappeared. And. But Um. you can see. Rashmi what you notice. Is you see. Several. Like humanoid. Figures you can't really make out what they are. That are still on the floor. Two of which are right next to you and they just happen to pop into existence there. But the others are just around. Wyatt, you feel you're the guard dog. Actually, can you make a strength check for me? A, stre- a strength test? A strength. Sounds good.
7: Yeah, I can do that. Right. Punchy, big punchy, go. That is a 15 on the die, and I have no bonus, so 15 it is.
0: All right, let me just check something real quick, cool. okay, so you feel a tug from the leash and it actually ends up slipping out of your hand. The dog just uh ran off, so now you don't have the dog near you.
7: I'm not even sure I would have held on when the place went black. I don't even think I held on to the dog, oh okay, that's you know what I mean like
0: my when it goes
7: dark, the first thing I'm gonna reach for i'm gonna I'm gonna reach for my flashlight and and a, and a pistol. That's those, th- that's going to be my reaction. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be reacting. I'm going to be letting that dog go anyway.
0: Yeah. So for right now with, yeah, the, the, so you let the dog go. It's that's fine with your flashlight. You're looking around and in front of you, Rashmi and another human figure, like human figure sitting on his butt. And another one who is standing there just looking around confused. The light can't really reach it too much. And you see dimly again the the humanoid type figures that are on the floor. So suddenly you hear over the loudspeaker.
8: Yo, we're watching this show, huh?
0: And you recognize the voice of DJ Denial.
1: Alex? The, is now in control. You <sighs> shut up and t- put us back, or I'm gonna kill you. Now. Nah. Yeah, shut up. You shut up.
8: So you all. F-
1: no, I knew this was. I'm always suspect of everything.
0: Yeah, he's in the booth. He can't really hear you. All he hears is muffled screaming. I fact, just
5: offer The pro- two guys said last week, I just offer him some chips. <laughs> you listen. Some- you hear
8: You are the ch- show. I hope you're ready. ...to show me... ...how well everybody... ...can fight.
1: And with that...
0: ...and with that... ...the lights... ...come up... ...and you start hearing music... ...um... ...playing again. It's like this EDM song, which is one of the songs... ...he likes to play on his radio. And what around you in the colored lights... ...they're like flashing all around like it's some kind of... ...rave or something except you didn't realize that there were 10 of these pretty grotesque creatures on the floor around you. These are like dark gray, they have no eyes, just a mouth, just the mouth, and that mouth can open up wide. You can see, it looks like, what would normally be clothes that are like ripping off them and stuff but you realize the clothes look like as if they were wearing a a human outfit so you see like you see the shirt but you also see the skin in the shirt basically all ripped up and such and they are just kind of like just jerking around looking at all y'all I would like to roll perception go ahead
1: because um, this is Alex. Liz hasn't seen this yet, so Alice is going to make sure to mentally <laughs> save Liz in case of, hey, your student's now a monster. Okay.
8: You
0: had something on
2: the uh, Yeah, just to clarify, we are we're not in our seats anymore. We're now on the... You and
0: Alex and Liz are still in your seats because you survived whatever was happening. Ramon and Edgar find themselves in the middle of the stadium. Are we surrounded by these things? Yes. Ramon, Uh, you are to the right of Rashmi. Edgar, you are behind Rashmi. still, Still prone. I would say at this point, you're slowly getting up.
1: I rolled a 17 plus four. So 21? Yes, 21.
0: You look at all ten of them, you do not see anything that resembled Ava or any of your students.
1: Great, now I get to kill all of them without being guilty. Yes. Yes!
5: We got one, two, three, oh shit.
0: I see one, two, three. Oh, shit. <laughs> I would like everybody to please roll initiative. Next time on The Academy. It's go time, baby. Our players must survive and escape the arena. Boys, that's far for me. No, I called him. (laughs) (laughs) Boys! But who would attack them? And more importantly, why? You did this on that trap! Find out on the next episode of The Academy.